welcome to another edition of the Men and Science Podcast. I sincerely hope that you've had a lovely week so far, and that you will have an even better weekend, as I always say on here. And as always, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, YouTube, or wherever you can find the Menetized Podcast. And of course, follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude for all future podcast information. Now, this episode I'll be discussing the films that I am most excited to see this year. I'm not going to waste any time on it because I have quite a long list to get to, so let's get started. First up on my list is The New Mutants. That's right, The New Mutants. The film that feels like we've been waiting a lifetime to see and see it to be released. Um, uh, hell, I, I was still in a loving marriage when the first trailer was released almost three years ago. That's right, I said it. Um, and yeah, for a long time they kept pushing the dates back and pushing the dates back and pushing the dates back and you know, if we, yeah, we thought that movie was never going to happen. And then we finally get the new trailer released on this past Monday on January 6th. And I gotta say, I really enjoyed that trailer. You know, and what really surprised me with the new trailer is that it seemed to be keeping with the tone of the first one that we got a few years ago with the, hor with the very strong horror atmosphere. Which I'm really glad about because, or really happy about rather, whatever words you prefer to use. Because with all the talk about reshoots and rumors of restructuring of the story, and and again pushing back uh, the release date so many times, you know, to like 2018, 2019, 2020, you know, and then the purchasing of Fox by Disney, a lot of fans were really worried about this film. You know, like what was Disney gonna do to the film? Were we gonna get to see the movie at all? You know, but apparently from what I've heard. Disney executives decided to basically say, fuck it, and let director Josh Boone have the film that he wanted, and I really hope that's true, because as much as I love many of the films of the MCU, I've grown quite tiresome of the repetitive formula that a lot of them have, and I know that I'm not the only one who feels that way, and I'm seriously craving something different with these movies. And, Another thing is that a lot of fans are now speculating because, again, Disney owns Fox, and this is still being promoted as a Fox film, uh, even though it is under Disney as well. Uh, but a lot of fans are speculating if somehow they're they're going to connect it with the MCU, uh, or if it's going to remain its own thing. But you know, I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see, you know, when this film comes out. And. and I mean, not too much is known about the plot, but, you know, other than just, I mean, it's a bunch of kids locked up in this, what they believe to be a hospital uh, of some kind for, for mutants. Um, uh, and the film stars uh, Maisie Williams, you know, Game of Thrones fame, Charlie Heaton of, of Stranger Things fame, uh, Henry Zaga, Zaga, not sure how it's pronounced, Blue Hunt, uh, Alice Braga, uh, my future second wife, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Antonio Banderas in an undisclosed villain role uh, that I suspect is probably going to be Mr. Sinister, because I read that originally it was going to be John Hamm uh, before they started doing some of those reshoots that I had mentioned earlier. Yeah, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens, because New Mutants will finally 
arrive in theaters on April 3rd, and you can bet your goddamn ass that I will be there opening weekend. <sighs> Just not sure which day I'm gonna go opening weekend, because, you know, April 3rd, that's WrestleMania weekend as well, and there's quite a lot going on that weekend, and, well, we'll just see what happens. Uh, next up on my list, we have Venom 2. Yeah, I mean, the first Venom film was, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't the complete mess that a lot of people claimed it was. But it definitely could have and should have been much, much better. Uh, I mean, I love Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. You know, that that's definitely best part of the first Venom film. And I'm sure all of us can agree on that, regardless of how we film, feel about the film itself. Um, you know, he, 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 you could tell that he was having fun with the role. Um, I also really enjoyed, uh, Michelle Williams in the movie as well, playing his, uh, ex-girlfriend. Um, uh, I mean, I've, I've always loved her. She's a great actress. She's always been one of my favorites ever since Dawson's Creek. Uh, yeah, I used to watch Dawson's Creek. Whatever. Uh, and also, in the first film, we were introduced to Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. And all three of them will be back for Venom 2. Hopefully, you know, Woody won't be wearing the Little Orphan Annie wig like he wore uh, in the first one. Um, but the thing, you know, that intrigues me most about this, I mean, other than the fact that we're going to get Carnage, which I'm really excited about, um, is that it's being directed by Andy Serkis. You know, I mean, and he's, you know, best known, his best known directorial work is the Netflix film Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle, which I can't recommend enough to anyone listening to this, Ryan, who has not seen it. It's awesome. Uh, or at least I loved it, you know. Uh, and in interviews that I've seen him do, you know, talking about Venom 2, he he's always sounds so excited to be working on this film. And I, and I love it when, when, you know, directors are excited about their work. And, uh, and just anyone in, in filmmaking that when they're excited about the, what they're doing. I love that. I mean, still don't really know what the f story of the film is going to be, though. You know, which I'm okay with because I like to know as little about a film as possible. I enjoy being surprised. And I enjoy basically knowing nothing until I, I go into that theater and watch it for the first time with no spoilers. I hate spoilers. Everybody knows that I hate spoilers. That's why I liked when I do my spoiler reviews, I always put, I always make sure that I let people know it's a spoiler review because I don't want to be blamed for accidentally ruining it for anybody because I, I hate when people do it for me, so I won't do it for anyone else. And, um, but you know, with also with the, with the new deal between Sony and Marvel Studios, with the sharing of the Spider-Man film property, uh, it's been highly speculated and rumored that we're going to see Tom Holland's Peter Parker make an appearance in the film, most likely in a, you know, mid-credit or post-credit scene. And I actually hope this is true because, I mean, the possibility of Tom Holland's Spidey going up against Tom Hardy's Venom. Uh, it's just so intriguing to me. Uh, and yeah, I know, I, I say I like saying the word intrigue a lot on the podcast, but I mean, it's one of my favorite words, so I can't help it. And Venom 2 will hit theaters on October 2nd. And next up on my list, uh, we have Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, that's right, Sonic the Hedgehog. Now, if you remember from my video game podcast from a few weeks ago, or a couple months ago, or other stuff in the past where I've talked about video games... <laughs> Uh, you would know that I'm a big fan of the Sonic game for decades. I've been a fan of the games, rather. And he is one of my favorite video game characters of all time. But let's be honest here. 
when it comes to movies based on video games, they haven't exactly had the best track record. I mean, I mean Super Mario Brothers, yeah, Double Dragon, even uh, Street Fighter, uh, yeah, which I actually have a soft spot for, mainly because of Val Julia, you know, rest in peace. Uh, and Mortal Kombat from 1995, which I have a soft spot for that one as well. Mortal Kombat Annihilation, do not have a soft spot for that. Uh, the Resident Evil films, Doom, Max Payne, I mean the list is so long, I can't get through all of them without needing to catch my breath. I mean, when, when I actually looked at the list of video game, or movies based on video games over the years, there's a lot more than I realized, and I got so many of them are so bad. You know, some of them are, you know, are the so bad it's good category, like, you know, Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter, and then the ones that are just so bad they're terrible, like Super Mario Brothers and Doom. Um, but, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, that to me, looks very promising, and I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. Especially after after they they debuted the, the, new tr the second trailer with the, with, the, with the redesign of Sonic. Um, uh, and the film stars James Marsden, which you know I've always been a fan of his. He's a, he's a, he's awesome. Uh, ben Schwartz as the voice of Sonic, and of course the living cartoon character himself, Jim Carrey, as the evil Doctor Robotnik or Eggman, depending on you know what name you prefer. And you know that he is going to steal every scene he is in. I mean, even just the little clips of in the trailer where he, you know, when the when the guy brings him the coffee and he yells at him, saying, "Of course I want a latte. I love the way you make them." You know, like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a pure, it's pure Jim Carrey, and 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 we love that. Um, and and again, I'm not gonna go into all the bullshit with the original Sonic design and then the you know the redesign because that's been talked to to death already and, and i'll just say that i'm genuinely excited to see this movie i really am even with the pretty basic story that they wrote for because let's be honest it's a pretty basic and generic story but sonic the hedgehog speeds his way into theaters valentine's day february 14th so if your wife girlfriend husband boyfriend whatever partner lover bff friends with benefits if they're video uh, love video games you know Maybe this will be a good date night for you. And fourth on my list is it fourth? Yeah, fourth on my list, Godzilla versus Kong. Now, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I haven't always. I haven't really been the biggest Godzilla or King Kong fan, like a lot of people have. Like I've seen some of the older, you know, Godzilla and Kong f films. And I enjoy them, but I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a super fan like a lot of people are. I mean, like I enjoy, you know, the I like I really I love the Peter Jackson King Kong movie from 2005. That one's fucking beautiful. I love it, and and I love the Godzilla movie from 2014. I love the Kong Skull Island from from a couple of years ago. I still haven't seen Godzilla King of the Monsters, but I probably should before I see this one. Um. Yeah, but I, got King of the Monsters, I've, you know, I know I have heard a lot of mixed feelings on that one, but I've always been an, a proponent of, or I guess that's, I'm not sure if that's where I would, but just someone who's always advocated to go into a film open mind and don't let others influence your, your thoughts on it. So I'm going to go into it open minded and hope that I love it. And this film, 
stars a returning Millie Bobby Brown and Kylie Kyle Chandler, who were in King of the Monsters, uh, and we'll, they will also have newcomers to the franchise, Isa Gonzalez, Alexander Skarsgård, Rebecca Hall, who's perhaps best known for her roles in The Prestige, uh, The Town, and Iron Man 3. Uh, give you three guesses who she played in Iron Man 3. Uh, Zhang Ziyi, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And she's best known for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Rush Hour 2, and Memoirs of a Geisha. That should be easy to figure that one out. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, who voiced Jefferson Davis in Into the Spider-Verse. And he was also the uh, clerk, uh, the hospital clerk at Arkham in the Joker film when Arthur Fleck went to get the uh, files on his mother. And uh, Julianne Dennison, who was Fire Fist in Deadpool 2. And many more actors that I'm simply too lazy to look up at the moment. And not a lot of specifics I really know regarding exactly what the story is going to be. Other than the fact that these two iconic characters of cinema will be going one-on-one -on -one in the most epic fight ever. And really, that's all any of us want to see from this film, right? Because um, I remember in you know, uh, Godzilla 2014, people complained like, Ah, oh, too much humans, not enough monsters. And then King of the Monsters came out and there was then suddenly it was too many monsters, not enough humans. You know, can't satisfy everybody. But Godzilla vs. Kong battling it out in theaters November 20th. Next on my list is one that, uh, when I saw the trailer, gave me so much nostalgic feels. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. And when I say ghost, big Ghostbusters fans, I'm talking, I'm talking the first two films from, you know, the original two films and the old cartoon that was called The Real Ghostbusters. Um, I have never seen, or I've never watched, rather, the 2016 remake, and I never will. And you, no one will ever make me watch it, because I just have no desire to ever watch it. And you can't, you can't change my mind. And much like a lot of the films on this list, very little is known about the plot, and I am more than okay with that, because, again, I like to be surprised by what I see. However, what we do know about the film is that we will see the returns of the surviving cast members of the original films, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, and Annie Potts, with the newcomers, or newcomers, not cumbers, <laughs> uh, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Carrie Coon, and the always lovable Paul Rudd to round up the major players of the film. And directed by Jason Reitman, and produced by his father, Ivan Reitman, who wrote and directed the original films, Ghostbusters Afterlife comes busting into cinemas July 10th. Yes, this is going to be filled with a few puns throughout. Yeah, hope you're not tired of it by now. And if you are, oh fucking well. Next on my list, Halloween Kills. And as you guys already know, having listened to this for the last uh, year and a half at least, you already know, Halloween is my all-time favorite horror movie franchise, even with the many flaws that all of them have. And, but I never get tired of watching any of the movies. I've watched all of them at least minimum five times each. Well, except Resurrection. I've seen it maybe twice and don't really have the desire to ever watch it again willingly. 
Uh, but I do need to buy the Blu-ray to complete my collection. <laughs> Uh, anyways, moving on. Halloween Kills is the third film in the latest timeline for the franchise, which is Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, and then now Halloween Kills, and then concluding with Halloween Ends, coming out next year. And, and again, we still have no clue, real clue as to exactly what we are to expect from this film. Though some of the videos and images that have been released over the last three or four months at least show us that there will be some flashback scenes uh, to 1978 and the events of the first film. So that's definitely something to look forward to and, and seeing how that plays out. Because uh, I'm sure, I, mean, I imagine they're going to show how he was arrested after he got shot by Loomis and fell off the balcony. Because remember in the 2018 film, they said that after, you know, he killed... Uh, Linda, uh, Annie, and Bob, and all the other people that he killed in the first film, and then they arrested him, and he'd been in, he'd been locked up for 40 years. So, curious to see if that's what they're going to show us. More, most, more than likely, they will. Yeah, and also returning from the 2018 film, we have Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie Strode, of course, and Judy Greer, her daughter Karen, uh, Andy Matichak you know, granddaughter Allison, and Omar J. Dorsey, who played Sheriff Barker in the in the, in the 2018, rather, 2018 film. And, in addition to them, we will be getting returning cast members from the original film. We have Nancy Stevens, who played Nurse Marion Chambers, Charles Cyphers, who was Sheriff Lee Brackett, and we have Kyle Richards, who will be Little Lindsay Wallace, uh, once again, and we also have uh, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle, uh, which I know the original actor, but can't remember his name off the top of my head. A lot of them were ups. A lot of people were saying, oh, why don't they just bring him? And even he's been complaining on Facebook, like, maybe they just wanted a good actor? <laughs> I mean, that's just my, that's just my belief. Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, hey, we got David Gordon Green back in the director's chair for this one. As Halloween Kills will be stalking the cinemas, October 16th. And next up on my list, we have Marvel Studios' Black Widow. Um, I'll be honest, I almost didn't include this film on my list because, well, she died in Endgame. <laughs> Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. So, you know, we already know how her story ends. I mean... She's dead now in the current ti current timeline of the, of the MCU. But after seeing that first trailer, yeah, I was won over. You know, I really was. You know, it gave me a lot of strong Winter Soldier vibes, and I hope that is the kind of film we're going to get because I absolutely love Captain America: Winter Soldier. Wow, uh, that is my in my top five of, MC of the MCU. Uh, um, of course, it stars everyone's favorite of Russian assassin. You know, Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, the Black Widow. And the story will introduce some new characters to the MCU, including uh, Yelena Belova, played by the lovely Florence Pugh, uh, who most people were introduced to in 2019 through Fighting With My Family and Midsommar, which that's... If you haven't seen Midsommar yet, please do. It's... It'll surprise you. <laughs> uh, oh, and we also have a Red Guardian played by David Harbour of Stranger Things fame and Hellboy as well, which, you know, you feel how you want to feel about Hellboy. Um, and 
Melina Vostokov, played by the always beautiful Rachel Weiss. And we'll also see the return of Thaddeus Ross, played by the legend William Hurt. Um, not too much known about the plot for this one either. Um, and like I said, hope because of the strong Winter Soldier vibes that I got in the trailer, I really hope that we're gonna get more Winter Soldier than Captain Marvel in this one. You know, nothing against Captain Marvel. I, you know, I, I enjoyed Captain Marvel, but they did lean a little too much on the humor in that film. Yeah. You know. Anyways, uh, Black Widow will arrive guns a blazing on May first. Told you I was gonna start doing a lot of puns on this one. Um. And then next up on my list, we have Birds of Prey, or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yes, that is indeed the full, the official, full official title of the film. It's called Birds of Prey, or the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. <sighs> a twisted tale told by Harley Quinn herself, when Gotham's most nefarious narcissistic villain, Roman Sionis, or Sionis, and his zealous right hand, Zaz, Victor Zaz, put a target on a young girl named Cass. The city is turned upside down looking for her. Harley, Huntress, Black Canary, and Lorene Mantoya's paths collide, and the unlikely foursome have no choice but to team up to take Roman down. That is the official plot for the film, as released by Warner Brothers. <sighs> And yeah, we have quite a stellar cast for this film. I, I, I must say, I mean, it's probably the best for a superhero film that we've had in a very long time. You know, we have Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, of course. I mean, we all we all love her as Harley Quinn. We all love Margot Robbie in general. I mean, it's Margot Robbie. <laughs> and we also have Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. We have Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. We all love Ewan McGregor. And a lot of people question him being Black Mask because he's... Mostly known for playing the hero, not so much the villains, but that's maybe that's why it'll be, you know, a great performance. It'll surprise us. Uh, Jeanne Smollett Bell as Black Canary, uh, Chris Messina as Victor Zaz, Rosie Perez as Rene Mantoya, and Ella J. Bascal as Cassandra Kane, who eventually becomes Batgirl. And I know there are a lot of fans out there who are concerned about this film for a variety of reasons. There are those on the Snyder-only side who already hate the film because they feel it's going completely against and going to completely retcon what Zack and even David Ayer were doing with the DCEU. There are those who are concerned because of the reshoots done during the summer of 2019, even though it was confirmed that it was really just to bump up the action some more, and they were done by Chad Stahelski, who directed John Wick films. So, should be no worries there, it's in good hands. And, and there are the people like me, who were already planning on seeing the film regardless of any of that bullshit. And I know all about the plot leaks with the diamond and all that shit, but I don't care, I just want to see the fucking movie. Uh, written by Christina Hodson, who also wrote the Bumblebee film, and apparently is uh, tasked with writing the script for Batgirl, whenever that th fucking movie's gonna come out, and directed by Kathy Ann. Birds of Prey comes to theaters February 7th, so maybe that'll be a good date night for some of you out there. Next up on my list, we have Wonder Woman 1984. Um, this is another one that you know, a lot of people were unsure of, but 
That first trailer they released last month was an instant hit worldwide. I mean, it was exciting, stunning, beautiful, and left fans with so many unanswered questions, and we know next to nothing about the story as it should be. Uh, they really haven't even they haven't even released released an official plot or synopsis for the film yet. So to me, it seems that they're really trying hard not to let any important details leak out prior to the actual release, which I love that because again. The, 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 the less I know, the better. And, but yeah, that trailer is just something else and does such a great job of not spoiling any other important details of the film. And, and plus, that, that, that remix of Blue Monday is just fucking awesome. And, you, know, and you, should, you should check it out on, on uh, Spotify. Let me look up the, the artist's name because I, I cannot remember it off the top of my head. Uh, let me click on my Spotify link on here. Let's see. Yes, Sebastian Baum, B O H M. He he wrote he did the remix of Blue Monday that's used in the in the Wonder Woman 84 trailer. Um, and check that out on Spotify or YouTube, whichever you prefer. Um, uh, but, you know, for the film, we will see the returns of the always gorgeous Gal Gadot as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, who's actually getting a producer credit on this film as well, which I think is awesome, because it shows that how much she loves this character and she wants only the best for the character. And Chris Pine as Steve Trevor, you know, which we're all looking forward to seeing uh, what story they give to explain his return. Uh, although I keep telling everybody, Maxwell Lord. And Robin Wright as Antiope, more than likely in the flashback scenes that they, you know, featured in the trailer. And Connie Nielsen as Hippolyta. Uh, and then we have the debuts of Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. Again, that should be the clue as to why Steve Trevor is back. Uh, and Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva slash Cheetah, which I know a lot of people really, really questioned uh, the casting of her, but... Which I get it because she's mostly known for comedy, and but at the same time, sometimes comedians thrive in more serious serious roles. You know, with that kind. Of, I mean, hell, just just look at Robin Williams, funniest, probably the one of the greatest you know comedians in the, ever, and he shined in dramatic roles. Now, I know in the trailer, you know, her character doesn't. They don't completely show her as being you know. Dramatic. She does have her, her little funny moments when you know when she's having lunch with Diana and talking about being in love. Let me take a drink. I'm thirsty. <sighs> but that's only that's her in her you know bum girl form. I guess is the whatever you want to call it. Um, but also also we're getting Hans Zimmer back for the in the DC universe for the score of this film, and that is just. The cherry on top of the Sunday for me is I love Hans Zimmer's scores. They are just absolutely brilliant, and I can't wait to hear what art he creates for this film. Uh, and this is also another film that a lot of the Snyder-only fans are already hating because, again, thinking that's completely going against his their his vision and kind of retcon everything from BVS and all that. But you know, I really think it's it's just beyond ridiculous because. 
Zack and Deborah Snyder are producers on the fucking movie. Ahem. Sorry. Seriously, this film is the first one to have the Stone Quarry name attached to it. Stone Quarry is, of course, the renamed production company of Zack Snyder. It used to be Cruel and Unusual you know, films. Uh, or Cruel and Unusual Productions, I think that's what it was. Uh, so yeah, all you whiny little babies out there making the bullshit proclamations to not see this film out of misguided loyalty to, to Zack, uh, as Zack would say, wake the fuck up. Ay. Anyway, directed by the always lovely Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 1984 graces theaters on June 4th. And then next up, we have Dune. That's right, Dune. Uh, I'd say, I know absolutely nothing about the Dune story at all. I mean, I've never read the novel by Frank Herbert. I haven't seen the first film from 1984. I didn't see the, two, the 2000 miniseries either. All I know is the plot that was put out by Warner Brothers. And it reads, A mythic and emotional charged hero's journey Dune tells the story of Paul Atreides, or Trides, a brilliant and gifted young man born into a great destiny beyond his understanding, must travel to the most dangerous planet in the universe to ensure the future of his family and his people. As malevolent forces explode into conflict over the planet's exclusive supply of the most precious resource in existence, a commodity capable of unlocking humanity's greatest potential, only those who can conquer their fear will survive. And the film is directed by visionary Denis Villeneuve, is that how it's pronounced? Uh, best known for Prisoners, great film, Sicario, another great film, Arrival, another great film, and Blade Runner 2049, which did not get as much love as it should have, because that's another great film. And it stars several of Hollywood's hottest stars of, the, of today, including Timothy Chalamet, Oscar Isaacs, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, Dave Bautista, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Javier Bardem, and several thousands more that I'm sure we don't know about yet. And Dune makes its way into theaters on December 18th. So if you're my friends that have their birthdays on December 18th, go check it out as a birthday gift to yourselves. And next up on my list we have Army of the Dead. Directed by Zack Snyder, one of my favorites, as I'm sure you all already know by now. And not much is known about this movie, other than the plot, which, as it reads, Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Now, what the heist is going to be? No idea, but you know what? I'm I'm just intrigued by this because again it's Zack Snyder. He is one of my favorite directors. Never disappoints me with anything he's he's done. Dawn of the Dead from 2004 was great. 300 from 2007 was great. Watchmen from 2009, my favorite all-time favorite comic book movie. Legend of the Guardians: The Elves of Agahul in 2010, a beautiful film. Sucker Punch. I finally got to see Sucker Punch, and I love that movie as well. Man of Steel, of course. You know I love Man of Steel. Batman vs Superman. Fucking love that. And even his short film that he, he, he did on an iPhone, you know, Snow Steam Iron, absolutely beautiful and a work of art. So, I I am beyond excited for this movie. I can't wait. Um, 
And yeah, a lot of fans have been debating and theorizing as to whether this will or won't be connected to his Dawn of the Dead film. I mean, for me, I'm happy either way because I am just really, really excited to see this film. And it'll probably be the only, it'll be the only reason I renew my Netflix subscription to, just to watch this movie. You know? And that's not an exaggeration. I'm, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't had, any, I haven't had my Netflix subscription since 2018. And the last thing I watched on there from 2018 was all the episodes of the Mighty Wolf and Power Rangers. And yeah, I, didn't, I haven't watched anything from Netflix since then. So I might, I might renew my subscription just to watch this movie. Uh, and it stars several people that I'm a big fan of, such as Chris D'Elia. He's fucking hilarious. I love him. Dave Bautista. I mean, I mean you already, you've already heard me talk about Dave Bautista plenty of times on here. Um, Ana de la Reguera. I think that's how it's pronounced. Um, uh, she, she was the hot nun from Nacho Libre, in case you weren't, you're not sure who she is. Uh, Ella Purnell, uh, Garrett Dillahunt, Omari Hardwick, uh, Hiro Hiroki Sanada, sure I butchered that, that name, uh, Nora Arnazetter, Theo Rossi, Samantha Wynn, and many, many more that I'm sure uh, will be awesome. And Army of the Dead will be arriving on Netflix sometime in 2020. And my number one most anticipated film of 2020. Yeah, the rest of them were in no particular order, but this one is my undisputed number one most anticipated film, Tenet. Yes, Tenet is my most anticipated film of 2018. Or 2018. 2020. God damn, like, like, my mind is messed up. I mean, for one... It's Christopher fucking Nolan. He never disappoints. I've loved every movie he's ever done, and he might he might be my my absolute favorite director because his his films are works of art. They really are. And two, none of us have any idea what the fuck this movie is going to be about. That is what intrigues me the most about it. I mean, because I mean, I mean, the Prestige is beautiful. His the Dark Knight trilogy is awesome. Uh, Inception is great. Interstellar is awesome. Dunkirk, uh, Insomnia, starring uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams, is awesome. Memento. Uh, I mean, I mean, and plus, he, he always has the best actors in his movies. I mean, we we got John David Washington as as the lead of the film, and I've become a big fan of his ever since I first saw him on the show Ballers on HBO. You know, so. You know, you know, plus he's been doing very good for himself in his movie career as well. I mean, the, you know, Black Klansman was, he did very well in that film. Uh, and we also have Pattinson himself, Robert Pattinson in, in this as well. Uh, which reminds me, the, the Blu-ray for The Lighthouse came out this week. I gotta check that out. Um, and I know on my podcast last week, I kept saying, I kept saying the uh, Fountainhead, but I'm no, I meant The Lighthouse. Uh, I gotta pick that, the Blu-ray for that up soon, because... Again, I really, really wanted to see that movie, but none of the theaters in my town were showing it. The closest was in Wilmington, over an hour away. I was not going to go to Wilmington just for, to see the lighthouse, so I decided I'll wait for the Blu-ray, and the Blu-ray came out this week, so I'll try to get it as soon as I can. But yeah, Tenet will deliver the signature Christopher Nolan mindfuck that we all love on July 14th. <sighs> And that is it for this week's episode of the Men in Science Podcast. That is, those are my most anticipated films of 2020. I know um, a lot of people, their list would be different, and that's fine. I understand. Nothing wrong with that. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble on about the films I'm excited to see, and hope you 
heard something you liked, maybe heard, learned about a movie you weren't even you didn't even know was coming out this year, you know. And not sure what I'm gonna do for the podcast next week, but you'll find out eventually. <laughs> and in the meantime, check out the rest of my content with retro film reviews, what's the best, classic wrestling pay-per-views, my regular film reviews, my other podcast episodes, all found right here on the Menetize Podcast archives. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, YouTube, wherever you can find the Menetize Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at IamFazitude for all future podcast information and updates. Follow me on Instagram at Fazitude for the fun shit that I post on there. And follow me on uh, Vero at Fazitude for all the other fun shit that I do there. Uh, support the Benetized Podcast, donating to my Hall of Justice on Patreon for only $5 a month. The link is in the description. Check out the Benetized Podcast store for shirts, stickers, and wall art and magnets. Uh, that link is in the description as well. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in, for subscribing, for listening. I love and appreciate every single one of you who do. I truly, genuinely do from the bottom of my heart. No bullshit. I really do appreciate it very much. It means a lot to me. Um, I hope you all will enjoy your weekend and spend it with your loved ones if you can. And if you have to work, make the most of it because, you know, life is what you make it. And this has been the Manitized Podcast. I am Julian, and I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.